welcome to IndieQuest, a celebration of the indie and obscure. Your podcast all about indie games and celebrating how awesome they are. So, obviously this is the first episode on the feed here, so we want to introduce ourselves. We have myself. Online I'm known as Frantic, or you can just call me Josh. And I love indie games. And I have my guest with me. What Hello. is your who are you? <laughs> I am Steve on the internet. I go by Blink or Blinkoom, depending on where you find me. I also happen to enjoy indie games quite a bit. You know, I guess I can talk a little bit about my history on indie games. Like I I kinda got into them like pretty much I've been playing them last gen when with the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 generation. I kinda got into a couple here and there. But this gen especially, I've been kinda like diving deep into like the weird like games you've never heard of which is kind of what i love to find um online and just like enjoy and kind of bask in the amazing narratives and crazy and weird art styles and all that stuff that you know and love from indie games so why do you love indie games yeah i so for many many years growing up even if they weren't indie games i was always interested in like the weird or obscure games i'd find but I feel like it's probably been the last 10 years or so that I've really gotten into indie stuff. Maybe a little more. Um, I always think back to the Xbox Live Arcade as sort of the genesis for my love for indie stuff. Because when the Xbox Live Arcade came out on 360, we start getting all those really cool like summer releases. You know, stuff like Super Meat Boy, Limbo, real big popular indie games. And that kind of opened my eyes up to this whole other world of games that just have like a ton of heart and a ton of soul even though they're made by you know sometimes one person and so ever since then uh i've always tried to give a little bit more attention to indie stuff where i can and this will be an awesome opportunity for us to you know throw some recommendations back and forth get talking get excited about uh, indie stuff yeah so like like i came to you with this idea because i i think that you have like a nice presence like on camera because you tw- you do twitch streaming and all that and i think feel like you have a good voice and you always find some kind of interesting game you always have something interesting to say about games so i mean i know this is just me complimenting you now but um <laughs> it is what it is but i i was like man we got to do this i kind of like this guy's perfect for the show so i mean i'm glad we're here i'm excited you brought me on i mean you you've consistently been highlighting some cool games that i'd never heard of and that's what i'm like what i think will be awesome about the show is there's so many indie games out there it's such a wide landscape and there's so much diversity in the types of games that i think we're both coming from similar places but with a little bit of a different focus sometimes in the stuff we might pay attention to so we'll get a nice a nice spread of all the indie love yeah so We'll, we'll, uh, we'll each grab probably two indie games per show. That might change a little bit as we go on, um, just depending on you know how big the games are and stuff like that. But give those games some attention, kind of put them in the spotlight, share them with the audience so they can get a feel for how that game plays, what it's about, what uh, we feel about it. Let the other person get a little bit of exposure to it if it's new to them. And then kind of wrap all that up at the end of that episode or at the end of that game's discussion with kind of the ultimate question theme for the the title of the podcast does this go into the quest log yeah and the quest log is going to basically be this list of must 
play indie games 100% like you have to play these like the definitive games and we might do little sections there like the side quest like games like you know maybe this isn't like must play right now but hey maybe keep it in mind well we're kind of doing a little free building when it comes to that but the idea is we're going to have this awesome list of amazing games that hey you definitely need to play yeah absolutely and I think the whole the whole goal the, the selfish goal for the two of us is to just learn more about games that we might be interested in and I think that'll be a big benefit to to anyone who's tuning in too is you might learn about something that you hadn't heard about before or you might just uh you know have the opportunity to reminisce about a game that you really loved. So let me uh let me throw a question out to you cuz I'm curious when you say the word indie or when you think of an indie game what um what does that bring to mind for you? Is it certain genres, certain types of games, or are there certain ones that you kind of go to as your staple indies? What do you think? I think when I, when I think indie games, I think smaller games, but not really in a bad way. Like it's a smaller game where you can sit down, and probably play it in less amount of time. Some of them are longer, of course, but um, the ones that really stick in my mind are like games like Celeste or Night in the Woods or Journey or Meat Boy. Games where they have their own unique and look and feel. Almost none, no two games are kind of the same. You can definitely see it comes from either one person's vision, like it comes from one person's mind, or it comes from like a small team's mind, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like this big blockbuster experience where, you know, it's bombastic or anything. It's just like this very like unique and simple idea that could be more complex depending on the game. But usually you can kind of tell it's coming from like, you know, a smaller you know set of mind and it's very it's usually more focused which i'm kind of going all over the place but you know what i mean <laughs> i think that that last word is really what hammers it home for me too is is focus when i think of some of my favorite indie games and a lot of my favorite games tend to be indie games you know i think of stuff like meat boy journey like you mentioned uh, outer wilds sayonara wild hearts stuff and all of those games to me one of the big things that they excel at is their they're trying they they take like one concept one sort of summarizing line or one bullet point and they build a really rich experience around that so they say you know sign our wild hearts like we want you to play a pop album and man do you play a pop album in that game or outer wilds like we want you to explore the universe and you can and i think sometimes some of the constraints or just some of the like passion that is filtered through only a a small team in a project like that is what makes those games feel so rich. And that's why I end up liking them. And I'd like to go on record too and say, I like games of all sizes, but uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. So I will be focusing on the indie stuff. Yeah. Same here. Like I play the big blockbuster blockbuster games. I played last of us two this year. You know, I played all the big games that come out too as well and enjoy them quite a bit. Okay, I, I do like to say one thing, man. You really summarized that, like summarized that a lot better than I did. I'll say that much. <laughs> like, like uh, I just started going all over the place. Like, no, it's over here and over there. But yeah, definitely the focus is where I'm looking at for indie games. And um, I feel like a lot of times when you play one of these games, it really touches your heart. And yeah. that's that's one of those things I like to focus. It sounds a little cheesy, of course. I I, I always sound cheesy. I feel like I feel like I, I have that's my your brand. I wear my heart on my sleeve, maybe to a fault sometimes, but hey, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but if an indie game can have awesome gameplay, sure, that's great. 
But if it's just me walking through a forest and somebody says something sappy and I start crying, you know, that, that that's that's really great for me too as well. <laughs> exactly, right? And that will certainly come up on the show as we talk through some of these things. A lot of times what I value in, a, in, in any game that I end up playing is the emotional connection I have with it. There's just something about them where they're good at they're good at draw they're good at like pulling that emotion out of you in a very particular way i feel yeah we we were saying focused right for indie games another good adjective i guess for indie games would be personal and i feel like a lot of these games come from a personal standpoint like especially i'm i'm probably gonna say this name a lot but i love this game to death night in the woods you can tell the people that made this game they took all the ideas and the just the storyline and the characters and everything from their personal lives and kind of made them you know anthropomorphize animals but you know it is what it is (laughs) but like i love the story of that game and you can tell it comes from like real life experiences and just getting a snapshot of someone's life through a video game is something that you can't really experience in something like a far cry or call of duty or something you know what i mean yeah exactly you know it's funny that you say that about the the anthropomorphized characters sometimes i think that a strength that indie games have is because they don't have the budget or the scale to go photorealistic or or try to emulate reality they're forced to get creative and instead pull that back and kind of abstract their characters abstract their environments and that that almost makes those pieces uh less uh said like less human almost which means that you can pull the emotion out of it and relate with it a little bit more yeah and just take all these games we've been mentioning already like journey you know meat boy night in the woods all these games that we're talking about they all have their own just like almost unique art style like almost one of a kind art style which i always appreciate with these games because i think that's what catches us a lot like especially in social media and stuff it's like you'll see like a little clip from a game. Say it's a good, good example is Cuphead. You know, it's made by yeah. two people originally. Of course, the team grew over time. But you're watching a, a Microsoft, you know, conference. And then you see this gameplay of this game that looks not like a video game. It looks like a 1930s cartoon, like a Fleischer-esque cartoon. Like everybody talks about that game that flashed for 30 seconds. And then, of course, it kind of became like, when is that game going to be talked about and all that, you know? <laughs> and that game came out and actually be came like a modern classic i would say you know and that only happens in like the indie sphere i feel like just like these games that have this unique look and gameplay and story and it just has this nice humble feeling to it yeah i totally agree and some of these games these studios uh, i mean they obviously won't have the advertising budget to push games out in the same way that a big triple a game might get pushed and so it really just becomes sort of like word of mouth where you might discover some of these these awesome games that I really love. So if I can do any small part to contribute my word of mouth to recommend some cool games to other people, I'm, I'm happy to do it. So hopefully you guys are as excited about this podcast as we are shining a spotlight on these games that maybe you never heard of. Or if you did, we can have a conversation together about it. It's going to be a great time. What do you think? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it and uh, excited to bring you along on the quest. <laughs>